Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Future Forward Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our special guest, Dr. Katherine Weiberg. And I think we have such an incredible conversation today because we're going to be talking about how you reframe, rewrite, redesign alignment for true transformation. So I want to tell you a little bit about Dr. Catherine. She consistently seeks to contribute to the success of others and the greater good by helping individuals and organizations make sense of their strengths, opportunities, aspirations, and results to challenge today's status quo and design the future and the tomorrow they want. Professional women hire Dr. Catherine to step into their power more fully because most do not realize that every experience can be turned to their benefit, even those in which they felt most minimized. So she helps them reframe their past, rewrite the present and redesign their future. And then her reframe, rewrite, redesign empowerment model is just so powerful. Uh, Bottom line, women who know and step into their power, bring others along with them, and everyone becomes stronger. So I'm really thrilled to have you here today. Thank you so very much, Lynn. I am excited to be here. I I love what I do and I love what you do. I think that you and I are a great combination. <laughs> we, we are two women who've stepped into our power and we're rocking it, baby. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And although I've done a lot with women, I also do work with men leaders who need a little bit of oomph and who want to help with their organizations, recognizing their organizational strengths as well. Yes, of course. I mean, you know, uh, the men who and are our most powerful allies and uh, we all work most effectively when we work together. So um, before we get started, for anybody who's tuning in, um, uh, I wanted to mention that if you love what we're doing and you love the show, please um, don't miss a single episode by subscribing to Future Forward Sales. And we'd certainly appreciate it if you would leave us a five-star review. All right. So, Catherine, let's sort of get into this. I gave that brief intro, and then we've chatted just very briefly about this. But can you tell me more and tell our audience more about what you do and what your company does? Thank you so very much, Lynn. I really appreciate the opportunity. I am the CEO of Profitable Alignment. I focus on employee engagement, women's empowerment, especially if you're thinking about diversity, equity, and inclusion groups. If you're looking at building your women leaders, I help a great deal with that. Leaders do hire me to increase employee retention and company profits because most are losing hundreds of thousands of dollars every year on resignations, recruitment, and training. So as you mentioned, I help them to challenge their current status quo, design the tomorrow they want, and engage their current and future employees through the power of my reframe, rewrite, redesign model for organizational success. It is a similar model to the women's empowerment and it's also for organizations. It's all about 
appreciative intelligence. Bottom line, revenue is based on human capital and the power of alignment. Yeah, I I am all there with you. I agree so much. It's so profound. Um, when you have people who love what they're doing and where they're at, they're so much more engaged. Uh, their performance is so much higher, their morale. Um, and they're bringing fresh ideas because they are all in. Uh, mm -hmm. And that is that creative boost as well and that diversity of thought. So, you know, I mean, we just sort of you touched on the the great resignation. I got to use the air quotes. I'm sorry. I just have no to kidding. do it. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, and that's obviously a huge challenge. And I've heard about that from so many different sources that, you know, people are just leaving. Uh, also, you know, uh, executives are just leaving uh, the workspace in droves. Um, and that they're not being able to replace these people with um, individuals, the talent that have that experience and the knowledge and are ready to just step into those roles. So what, how are you helping your clients, you know, with this challenge that they're facing? That is one of the most perfect questions you could ask. Thank you. I actually talking directly to that leadership transition. I'm actually working with a client right now to plan their leadership transition because they have eight senior leaders who all hope to retire in the next four or five years. And they don't have a solid leadership transition system in place. If you're replacing a senior leader, that usually will cost 250% of that person's salary and benefits to replace the person a traditional way. So we are working with their leadership to identify the strengths their current leadership have, the strengths that are within the people who are already there that might want to be groomed up in order to take those spots, and looking at what other strengths they need in the organization so they can find the people in the community much more quickly and easily. It doesn't have to cost 250%, especially when you have in place an understanding of what you already have going on. Yeah, and you know, this issue has gotta be more urgent than ever, especially when you're looking at, um, you know, the tail of the boomers, that huge generation that's retiring, you know, our, our getting close to those ages and also have left the marketplace for other reasons to pursue um, their, uh, just like you and I are starting our own businesses, being entrepreneurs, doing other things, um, working for nonprofits. And, you know, we've got the sandwich, I call them the sandwich generation in there. That's much, a much smaller cohort. And then of course the millennials are still coming up from behind. So, you know, this, issue is very urgent and it's also urgent for the long-term health and strategy of a company uh, to make sure that they're creating that environment and culture um, mm -hmm. to uh, just for straight retention of the millennials and then the gen z's right behind them so that because that has been something that's also radically shifted it used to be for the boomers that people would stay in a career at a company for mo for a significant portion of their life or their career. And that's just not the case with the younger um, cohorts. So, you know, how do you help with these types of issues? Thank you. That's absolutely beautiful what you said. You're talking about how culture affects everything. In fact, the 
I know this comes later, but the giveaway the that I'm going to be giving to your audience today is all about recognizing culture. When you are able to recognize the culture in your organization, <coughs> you are then able to make conscious choices of do we want to change anything? Do we want to increase anything? What do we absolutely love? And when you look at employee engagement, as you so aptly mentioned, engaged employees decrease employee turnover by 18 to 43%. Yeah, I and, can believe it. <laughs> oh my goodness, and I got this from Gallup. So Gallup is a trusted research source but an engaged employee also increases productivity by 14 percent yeah again and, i would absolutely sorry i mean it's all yeah it's just like so obvious but yes sorry i'm interrupting you no you're fine you're fine for a lot of people who are worried about employee retention worried about employee engagement and worried about all of the money and resources the human resources it takes to replace somebody when you think about that you can increase your profit by 23% by having engaged employees. And as I said earlier, you're decreasing your turnover so you can really focus on it. And I do get into the weeds a little bit with the clients. I teach them. I My clients love that I don't have everything as just a one size fits all. I do have a framework of reframe which is helping you understand what got you to today and all of the wonderful things that got you there as well as the challenges but what did you do about them and then rewrite their presence so okay this is what got us here now what do we have right now and if today were perfect what would it look like and then redesigning the future it's all based on strengths, individual strengths become organizational strengths when those employees are engaged. And engaged employees increase profit because they increase sales, future forward sales, here we are. And they increase the connection between the company and the customers. Then people can't help but say wonderful things about you. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, and I think that this challenge is uh, costs um, your clients and businesses out there, so many things, not just the lost profit um, from having to deal with the the the, the, the team member churn, right? Uh, right? And that that huge cost of recruiting, hiring, training. Um, but it is also to your you've just alluded to it actually is impacting, the, you know, the optimizing performance and and it also is impacting their client their the client relationships because if they the same thing like if you can every time you go and work with a business if you're dealing with someone new every so many months it becomes very uh, it's almost like this this abrupt disjar I it's just yeah so um, what other things are these challenges and how are they really impacting um, your clients and their ultimate goal if they don't address them if they don't address them, they experience the same old, same old. It's very much if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you could be clinically insane, especially if you're yeah. expecting a different result. It's very much, I, I just wanted to give you two examples, if I may. Yeah. 
Yeah, first absolutely. is when I was first entering the job force way back in my 20s, early 20s. I basically walked into an HR department one day and I said, I want to work here. What do you have open? And, they, and the person who was there said, well, we don't really have anything open right now. However, there was a gentleman walking past who said, yes, we do. And when I spoke with him and his manager and then their vice president in an interview, the question was asked, why do you want to work here? Frankly, the reason I walked into that office was because I had been dealing with the employees and they loved it. They loved their work. And I said, I want to work where people love their work. Ever since then, in my personal observation and my personal study and work with clients, I have seen that the people who love work, love work. They really enjoy using their strengths. They enjoy building their companies. I've also been around organizations where one manager spoils the pot and yeah. I saw one organization that the manager hired and hired and hired, went from five employees to 15, and within six months went down to three. And that's really primarily because that manager was not engaging people's strengths. And, and it, was, it was a very difficult environment for people to work in. Much of the rest of the organization had a positive, uplifting culture, but that one area was rough. Yeah. But again, when you can really look and say, say, for example, you're the leader and you know you do some things exceptionally well <laughs> and there are some things that you really don't do very well, but you kind of think you need to. If yeah. you can find somebody on your team who loves doing that, that takes it off your plate, puts it on theirs. You have two people working in their sweet spots. All of a sudden, you're starting to build a complementary team. Your strengths don't have to intimidate somebody else. Somebody else's strengths don't have to intimidate you. Look at how they can work together. If you don't seize that opportunity, you can decrease your employee base from five times what it was down to one third or one fifth of what it was because people are not engaged and because the culture does not encourage it. That's what I work to help people overcome, help them yeah. recognize how you can use everybody's sweet spots. Yeah. Well, that I right there. That sounds like one of the hidden critical success factors that you deliver to your clients. Um, what are some other, um, hidden critical success factors, I mean, that um, that will really make a significant impact and difference uh, for their bottom line results? For their bottom line results, it's a, a matter of people coming to you because they hear all of the good things about your organization. An organizational culture is more than what happens behind the closed doors, behind the offices. It's 
what is understood and recognized out in the community, whether your community is small or global. Your culture is a combination of how your employees feel about going to work, how they portray the company, how the company is seen, and what opportunities are available. So if you want to increase your bottom line, you want to have a culture that encourages people to grow, that encourages people to step into new leadership opportunities, that encourages people to learn new things, to recognize it's okay to ask questions, it's okay to fail if I'm failing forward, yeah. And it's okay to say, you know, I loved doing this three years ago. I'd like to maybe try that. Maybe I can find a different situation in this organization where I can try that and they can add to me. People will start coming to you saying, can I work for you? I have this kind of a track record. Customers will start coming and saying, oh, my friend works for you and looks forward to Monday. <laughs> there must be something good you're doing. Tell me more. Yeah. Whether it's a product or a service, if people are looking forward to Monday, not counting the hours to Friday from 8 a.m. on Monday, then, <laughs> then you are building something that can influence and impact your community in a way that one person alone cannot. You can create true synergy. Yeah. That's going to increase your bottom line. Yeah, I, I liked really one of the things that you said because it sound, sounded to me like a typical blind spot and that was failing forward, you know, um, you know, for both individuals and businesses, not being afraid to fail forward and not being afraid to try uh, or, um, you know, really being open and understanding that sometimes, uh, you know, we, it's almost like we, we need to fail forward so that we can figure it out and make it work. Yes. So why, why do you think that is typically a blind spot? And, and did I hit that one on the head? I think you totally hit it on the head. In our society, we have been taught so many times that failure is bad. One of my favorite quotes is Thomas Edison, a conversation yeah. with Thomas Edison. You have failed 10,000 times. No, I have found 10,000 ways it doesn't work. Yeah. And now he has, he created the light bulb. He created a billion other things. It feels like I'm sure we could look. And now we have people who have built on that. Now we have led lights. If he had not chosen to find what didn't work, he would not have moved forward. Right. And everything that you are doing is getting people forward. And it really comes back to the reframe portion of the reframe, rewrite, redesign of my framework. It is reframing failure. Put it in a different picture frame. If it's yeah. in a white picture frame, you're going to see different colors. You put it in a mahogany picture frame, different things are going to show up. That's exactly what reframing is. You're looking at something differently. So you can look at all of your failures, 
and look at them and say, what did we learn? What did we like? What do we wish we had done? What made us better as a result? Yes, it's a blind spot. It's so easy to say, you failed, you bad. It's (laughs) much more fun to say, you failed, yay. What can we do better now? (laughs) Yeah, well, you always have to look for that, um, you know, out of every failure, there's there are multiple things that you gain. And even when sometimes it's a really tough loss or, you know, what have you, but there are things that you can look at within that. um, And that that resilience, I think, also is really critical um, for individuals, businesses, um, entrepreneurs for their success is that and I always like to think of uh, Captain Marvel, you know, in those scenes in the movie where she picks herself off, she dusts herself off, whether she, you know, fell off the rope or she creamed out in the in the go-kart. And she's, you know, like off her chin and she's like, okay, I'm ready. I, mm-hmm. I know what not to do now. <laughs> that's the end. All I got to do, you know. And so I think that's... Um, really an important piece of what you're doing here to reframe that and to look at it in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for everyone who's tuned in today, what is one essential action that they could take today um, or this weekend or, you know, but right away um, that they could do to push themselves forward um, to overcome either this challenge of, of, a failure of how they perceive a failure or how they need to step into their own power. What's that final golden nugget? One thing they could do, this needs to be done in a setting where you're not going to be interrupted. This is really important because you're going to really ponder. I love to challenge people to sit somewhere where they could write because writing by hand fires off different neurons in your brain. Right. Write down, stop and think about something, preferably not traumatic. You don't want to start with trauma. Think about something that was challenging that you felt like you failed at. Really stop and think about it. As you think about it, think about what you've learned as a result. Who did you become? as a result. For example, I once worked at the same organization under two different managers. One was a, this again, early 20s, one was a fantastic person and not the most amazing manager. Fantastic in this person's field, but struggled. However, the other person I worked with was a fantastic person and a fantastic manager. I think the second person had been taught a little bit more and also it it was a little bit more natural. But because I had both of those two, I've been able to look back and say, what could I do differently? What did I learn? Who did I become? And what do I want to do about it now? So think about the experience you've chosen and then start to write out, as a result of that experience, who have I become? Who have I helped? What changed in the way I work? What changed in the way I live outside of work? 
as you do that, you start to see the strengths that you have gained. Strength also, but strengths, different character traits you've learned, different things you've built on. That's the beginning of your rewrite, your reframe. Then you can rewrite your present and say, oh, some of this pain doesn't have to be anymore. You can let go of that pain because you've found the new light. You've found the positivity. Perhaps in a month or so you'll revisit it. That's okay. But you'll have a start, and then you can start expanding that practice to other things. Yeah, that's brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Catherine. I absolutely think that everyone um, give that a try. Give it a try over the next few days. Um, it's It will truly help you um, shift your paradigm and it's going to move you forward. So, uh, Catherine, thank you so much for sharing how to reframe, rewrite, and redesign alignment for true transformation. Um, I know that our listeners are going to want to learn more about you and where they can find you. I am on LinkedIn under Catherine Weiberg. That link is going to be in wonderful Lynn's notes below. I also am on the web. You can find me on the internet at profitablealignment.com. All is a single word. Again, that link will be down there. And I have a free gift for those who are listening who would like to take some of this reframe, rewrite, redesign into your organizations. And it is a quick culture guide into help you recognizing your culture. It's a very long backlink, so Lynn's going to put it also in the notes. But you can you can find me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on the web. I also happen to be on Facebook. You can find me the page at Profitable Alignment on Facebook. All right, that's wonderful, and we absolutely will include all of those links below, so that Catherine is a click away. Um, and this has been such a great discussion. And for all of you who tuned in, um, thank you so much. Um, and if you have ideas that you'd like to share or you have a comment, please leave that down below. We do love hearing from you. And if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for conversation, you can email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And of course, to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, the incredible episodes like the one today with Dr. Catherine, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com and you won't miss a single episode. And uh, thank you again for everyone who tuned in. And uh, Dr. Catherine, thank you so much for being here today. This has been just really an incredible discussion. Thank you so much. This is wonderful. 